Episode 64 of the podcast is here. My name is Trent, and I'm joined by Jason. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time yeah, of day it right. is for whatever you. Whatever right? you're listening. I always forget about that. Sorry. <laughs> hey, well, yeah. You know, people could be listening this in the afternoon. So that's right. That's yeah. right. This week we have Sunshine Seawright. And I'm sure she's heard this a million times, so she'll probably groan, but do you think you could say her name five times real fast? I could. You could? Well, yeah. Okay. You're going to do it, or are you just well, saying you can? I'm just, I just could do it. Okay. I'm articulate as fuck. You don't even know. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Sunshine is the owner-operator of Axis Entertainment. Yeah. And that's the reason we had her on here, to talk about what they've got going on. And the bulk of it's about Rocklahoma, because that's coming up here in a week. Less than a week we'll be out there, but the festival kicks off next Thursday. And next Thursday night is the Axis Entertainment pre-party, which happens Thursday evening from 6 till, I think, 2 or 3 in the morning, yeah, probably. Yeah, 2 or 3 in the morning, exactly. And then every day after that, during Rocklahoma, they have bands playing from about noon to 3, I think, until the festival opens. And then again, after the main stage band's in, you know, until the same thing, probably 3 in the morning. Yeah. So, four days full of rock and roll. And one of the bands that are playing out here on Thursday night will be Nicknos. This band's out of Oklahoma City, and we wanted to play a track for you because we really dig what these guys are doing. So let's just get right into this. It's called Water. gonna give you strength you turn that strength into knowledge you can't have enough to think so drink deep from the water the water's gonna give you strength you turn that strength into knowledge where you can't have enough to think Turn that string 
after 13 weeks on the road Well, except when I got back to my home Oh, well, I did not want to be there no more out of Oklahoma City. They are playing the Axis uh, pre-party at Rocklahoma at 11.40 p.m. So don't get too drunk. Hang around <laughs> because you've got Nick Nose and then Drek and even the dogs. you got some great stuff there at the end of the night. Yeah, I mean, you want to have fun, but you also want to remember this stuff too. Yeah, the reason you came out here was not just to have fun, but to listen to some great music. Yeah, you, you, don't, you didn't come out here to get your mind completely fucking erased. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And we just heard right there, for a fact, we know Nick Nose is good music. Yes, definitely. Uh, y- you know, this isn't, uh, you know, the hard rock heavy metal thing, you know, we're used to. But it doesn't have to be. It's, uh, you know, it's great songwriting. It's got a rootsy feel to it. Um, but it rocks, too. So, uh, you know, this is a great band. Uh, they're insane musicians. Uh, that thing we were just listening to a minute ago, they were going off. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah, this is, this will be a, this will be a great set to see. Yeah. They, they incorporate all kinds of stuff. You know, the, like you said, the rootsy stuff. They've got a classic rock vibe at times. They've got country feel at times. You got that Leonard Skinner Southern feel. Yeah. You've got even some of those, some of the songs on their, their new album have like a funky feel to them. You know, there's the bass, you know, is great. And it's just, the whole thing vocals are phenomenal it kind of there's a couple things on here like maybe even this song water reminds me a little of shooter jennings okay not you know not vocally at all yeah. but musically yeah where it's it's got that country vibe and it fits that vein but at the same time it just rocks and it's got some little heavier guitars going on and yeah it really falls between there and the classic rock feel just great stuff yeah i mean it, there's you know, no surprise, you know, being from Oklahoma, and we've talked about this before, I mean, you're hit with everything, so that it comes out in your music is, is no surprise, and it uh, and it's uh, pretty refreshing, you know? Yeah, that's off their album called Nick Knows 2, just came out recently, picked that up on, I think you can get it everywhere, Amazon, Google Play, all the, the stuff, iTunes, everything where you can buy music, it's also on Spotify. 
Look him up on Facebook. Nick Nose is all you got to do is N I C N O S. And like we said, they're playing Rocklahoma next week. This weekend, if you're listening to this, this week when it comes out, they're playing the Hop Jam in Tulsa. Oh, okay. And then the week following Rocklahoma, or maybe it's two weeks after they're playing G Fest in Muskogee. Yeah. So yeah. There's, <clears throat> there's three totally different festivals, <laughs> and that kind of falls right into what we're talking about. How yeah, they kind of span the styles, you know? They can do it all. Yeah. So. We'll talk about them a little bit more when we get into this interview with Sunshine here in a bit. But do we got any, one thing I wanted to mention that I think we should have mentioned last time. Okay. Was Steve Pryor. Oh, yeah, that's right. God, no kidding. Yeah, but it's been, you know, we've had an episode since then, but a little over a week ago, Steve Pryor, you know, tragically lost his life in a motorcycle accident. And if you're from, you know, if you're from... New York or Brazil or something, you might not know who that is, but if you're from the Midwest, you likely know who that is. You've grown up in this area. You know, he's like the predominant, or is that the right word? The the blues guitarist of this area that everybody kind of oh, yeah. knows and everybody respected because, you know, he was extremely good at what he did. Yeah, he was very good. And he, uh, you know, um, I remember I got to share a bill with him a long time ago uh, when we played out with Zen and, uh, you know, it was an honor, and the guy can just, you know, was just a uh, blues guitar for days. I mean, he was uh, he was uh, a virtuoso at it, and, you know, I think that, <clears throat> you know, if you're talking about, you know, m- music around here, everyone knows who Steve Pryor is, and everyone loves him. Uh, so, yeah, that was just a, that was a terrible thing, and, uh, you know, just huge condolences to friends and family and all that. It was just... Uh, I hate to see that happen. Yeah, another major loss in music of 2016. Yeah, for sure. Well, on a brighter note, I wanted to throw a shout out once again, as we have several times, to Travis D. Davis of The Devil You Adore. Yeah. He's driven us a lot of traffic this past week. He, <laughs> he sure did, and thanks. He, yeah, he's got a lot of people he knows to like the Thunder Underground page on Facebook and get them involved in our post and our uh podcast we've had recently so big thanks to him and his band the devil you adore yeah i mean uh you know it's guys like this you know this is the support we need and the support that we appreciate you know uh just hands down uh can't express enough how much it means yeah yeah and like we talked about on the episode the other day devil you adore plays three times at rocklahoma you can see him thursday on the camp yeager pre-party can see him friday night at the camp yeager after party and then i believe it's saturday morning and the ga rock stage so get out there and catch one of those sets or catch them all hopefully yeah definitely have no reason not to see these guys they rule yeah well do we got anything else before we get into this Uh, no i I think that's it i mean uh we're uh we're ready for oklahoma and you know Stuff like the last podcast and this one will just get you even more ready for it. So Yeah, we mentioned that last time. This is our one-year <clears throat> anniversary week, you know, so both both episodes here kind of revolve around Rocklahoma. Last week we had a rock – last week, I mean, earlier this week we had a Rocklahoma preview with Kevin Graham. He joined us and we talked all about just Rocklahoma in general and a bunch, you know, the majority of the bands that are playing. So go back to episode 63 and check that one out. And – this, of course, like we said, the guest here coming up is Sunshine, 
who owns Axis Entertainment. And they're, they've been out at Rock Loma now for several years. She talks about that. She talks about how they choose bands, the selection process, and a ton of good advice for bands. You know, just be smart, common sense kind of stuff. Exactly. I think, you know, some people just don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't, you know, a lot of stuff doesn't dawn on some people. And, you know, we get into that here. And you know, yeah. like you said, common sense is uh, always a rule of thumb. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into this right now with Sunshine. stressful time okay. or is this easy no. like, once you get closer it's to... extremely stressful okay. <laughs> yes because this is the time where everybody does their last minute oh wait i forgot i need this oh wait can we bring more equipment oh wait can we change the stage plot oh wait i'm gonna be a dumbass so you have to fire me and then you have to go find another band yeah it's fun well how often does that happen <laughs> at least once every year really mm-hmm. <laughs> just happened yesterday oh wow that's fun so who's the band that got added? I'm not uh, going to ask who got replaced. I uh, we are still working on that, actually. <laughs> okay. that's Yeah, I've been working on that all day. Because it's two weeks away. A lot of bands, well, it's less than two weeks. And a lot of bands are um, either already booked somewhere or they just can't get themselves together that fast. or it's just So right now we're stopping the presses on all our printing and oh, no. changing everything. It's insane. So, yeah. <laughs> it's quite a scramble. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so hard. But really, it's about getting all the little details together. You know, it's I I get teased because I always say that putting this many bands together is like trying to nail jello to a wall because yeah. it just keeps moving <laughs> yeah. around. You can't keep it straight. And so, <clears throat> like, right now, it's, that's, you know, it seems like it's 24 hours a day, but all day. It's something changing with each band or... Um, we're having to come answer questions about generators or where we're going to put the tent and we're watching the weather constantly to see if we're going to have to do something different and just, you know, food and all the little things. When the tent last year, didn't, did you guys still have bands going like Friday and Saturday night? Well, they closed down main stage and everything on uh, Saturday night because they don't have coverage. We had the tent because of the elect, you know, the lightning and stuff. We had to get so many feet away from our stage. So what we did is we just moved out into the middle of the tent and some of the bands that were playing that night, they just brought out their acoustics and did a little acoustic circle. And so we kind of (laughs) had this like epic moment that you could never recreate, but it kept the music going. So we had several hundred people in our tent, you know, kind of... At first, a few came just for protection because right. we were the only ones with a tent. But then when we got the music going, it just kept getting bigger. I've got great pictures of it. It was a great moment. Great, great moment. Did anybody get that on video? We know? have a little bit of video. Yeah. A lot of pictures. Yeah. I know there was that drone in there, at least for, I saw Severed Minds videos and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, we had a drone. Yeah, they weren't, they didn't have that up that night okay. because of the weather. It had pulled it oh, down, right. of course. And so um, we didn't get any drone footage, but we did have some video and and pictures, and it's a moment we'll never forget. And we kept the music going, even though it was insane. I don't know if you guys were out there, but it was yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, we were there. The weather was horrible. <clears throat> so we're praying that none of that happens this year so that we can keep, you know, 
everything going yeah, like I, clockwork. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about the weather. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> so I haven't really mentioned anything. I'm just yeah. hoping. It looks good right now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we both went every single year, and I mean, that's what, only twice out of the mm-hmm. nine yeah. years, so I think the odds are decent, you know. They are. They are. <laughs> well, this is actually sixth year out there, and this that was the first time it gotten crazy. We'd yeah. had a little bit of rain here and there, but no, no storms until right. last year. Yeah. Well, <clears> how, did, uh, how did Axis get involved with Rocklahoma? It's a great story. Um, we actually, do you remember Bikelahoma? Yeah. Several oh, yeah. years ago? Yeah. Well, the very last bike, Lahoma, uh, Fever Fest called me, and uh, at the time I was working with Universal, and uh, Axis was we were a uh, subsidiary, if mm-hmm. you will, of the label, and uh, we were doing some promotional stuff, and that's kind of how we met. And we went out there and met with Fever Fest, and he asked if I'd be interested in booking the bands out there for Bike, Lahoma. So I did, and we ran that stage for that last weekend. We didn't know at the time it was going to be the last one, but it, it happened to be the last one. Well, the fall that's when they had uh, Bike Oklahoma one weekend and Rock Oklahoma the very following weekend. And so um, after Bike Oklahoma, a couple of days later, I got a phone call saying, we've had a couple of bands drop out of rock. Do you, you know, do you think any of the bands you had would want to play? And I, of course, I made some calls, and of course, they were like, jumped on it. So we had a couple of bands go over and play the Hard Rock stage. So we were there a couple of days, kind of, you know, meeting everyone. And that happened to be the first year that AEG Live took over. So we just kind of all kind of came together. So um, so that happened. A few months go by. And um, I just put feelers out to, to Dave at Fever Fest and said, you know, are you going to need bands again this year? And he said, you're not doing Bike Oklahoma, you know, just let me know, thinking that, you know, they might need help. And he said, well, it's ironic that you called because we've been talking about you and we'd like to offer you your own stage. And I was like, okay. At the time, (laughs) though, it was like seven, maybe eight weeks out. And it takes us months to put this together, not weeks. But somehow we pulled it off and we got that first year done. Uh, I still don't know how. Now (laughs) that I know all the work I do now, I still don't know how I got to put that first one together. It, we didn't have as much production, of course, so we just didn't have quite enough time to raise money, and and um, the bands, you know, were more uh, more local. And we didn't have as many bands, so it was a smaller. And then the next year, we blew it up. Yeah. You know? So that's the story in a nutshell. <laughs> was that second year as big as it is now, or have you grown a little every year? I've grown every year. Okay. Um, we increased the production every year. Um, have you guys have had a chance to see the yeah. stage? Oh yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, every year we um, we increase production on purpose. We I, I'm all about upgrading. You know, we've uh, attracted more and more attention around the world. Actually, we get submissions now from Brazil, uh, London, um, Australia, a few. Um, where else? Amsterdam. There's a few other places. Um, so we're getting more attention, which is bringing in larger bands. So we're still we're still not having national bands on our stage. More has to do with money than it does anything else. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a little more expensive. Um, but we are getting the attention of more regional, kind of higher profile bands. Yeah. And so we were able to um, bring in bands from all over the country now. We still try to lean towards local. I try to keep at least 10 to 15 bands that are from Oklahoma. Um, I think this year we have 13, I believe. I'll have to recount. But, um, because we want that to be more of a focus. But we are, are more of a regional national stage now than we used to be. So, Like how many submissions? Do you know the number? How many submissions you got this year? We get over 800, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So do you, I assume it's more than just you, but sit down and listen to every We have a team. Single- 
I do listen to every single one. Um, that being said, this is how this this is how the process works. I get asked this a lot, and it's a difficult process because I'm having to turn away bands that are very good that you know should be on our stage. Um, it's it's not like I get 800 and only 33 fit. Right. We get 800 and about 150 to 200 fit. And then we have to whittle down from that. So basically what we do is we go through them all. We try to do it as they come in so we're not getting them all at once. And I'm really big on professionalism. I want all our bands to be professional. So the first thing we do is we go through submission. And if it's a very, and, and unfortunately this is just how we do it. Um, it upsets some bands. We do it this way. Well, we're talented. It shouldn't matter what we write. But it does matter because... If you can't be professional in your submission, are you going to be professional on the stage? Are you going to be professional on the contracts? That sort of thing. So we weed through and see which bands have, uh, fill it out correctly. You know, believe it. You, you would not believe some of the things we get. My mom likes us. We play in our garage. I kid you not. This stuff exists. Wow. We play in our garage about twice a month, and but our neighbors all love us. Um We've played, we're a new band. We've played two shows in our, in our local thing. I mean, these are real submissions. So we weed those out. We kind of weed out the ones that just aren't quite at the level that we need them to be. So we, <laughs> we really, that's first cut. Then we go through and we look at a little more detail. Um, some bands, they don't send a link to their music. They don't send a link to their video. So they automatically get cut. <clears throat> I don't have time to search yeah. for each band. It, that's why we have the submission form and the EPKs. It gives us all the information we need so that we can give you a good look before we move on to the next. So we go through that process. And then we get to the next thing where we get videos that um, are very professional and they look great. But we don't know how they sound live because there are different types of band. You have your studio band and you have your live band and you have some that are really good at both. Um, unfortunately, the studio bands sometimes don't don't put on a good live show. And so that's what we do. We want someone that has huge stage presence and just really puts on a good rock show. But if I can't find that anywhere, I, and so if we're interested, we will dig a little deeper. I have been known to search it out. If I really like the music, I really like the band, then we'll look and see, do they have any live videos anywhere? What else did they do? That sort of thing. If we can't find any, then we kind of push them to the side. And Because the ones that are filling everything else outright, getting us the right information, getting us the videos we need, getting us the music we need, the contact information, we'll have some send everything in and have no contact info. <laughs> it happens. Oh, oh I know. So oh, we have yeah. to go through all of that. So that whittles down... Quite a few, few of you. So then it comes to, okay, the nitty gritty. We go through each one. The team, we kind of go, okay, what's their stage? Let's rate their stage presence, their professionalism. What have they got going on? One thing, we don't want our stage to be something for someone to play once a year. And that's it. We want it to be something where they're on tour. They're doing things. they got new albums coming out. There's momentum going. Not just, hey, we live in Tulsa and we're a great band, which there are a lot of them. But we just want to play that Rocklahoma stage once a year and maybe one or two other shows. Um, I kind of get hate mail about that. And it's I, I, it's not personal. It's it's how we're doing our stage. We want it set up very professional. So it gets really difficult. It gets down to the pretty nitty-gritty, down to where we, okay, well, this one has a good stage presence and so does this one. 
this one's got this much going on, this one's got this much going on. Then we look to see where they're, do they have fan base in our area? Because bands like Well Hung Heart that we've brought a few times, they, not just at Rocklahoma, but on different other things we do, um, they've started to develop quite a bit of fan base, but they're from California. Um, we have a few bands from Minnesota that have developed Screaming for Silence. They have a huge following in Oklahoma City. And they're starting to get one here. So we start looking at that. What kind of fan base do they have? You know, it's there's a lot of things that go into it. It's not just who we like. And I'll be I'll be frank and honest, not every band on there is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's they're just not. Mm-hmm. There are bands that, that fit Rocklahoma that, you know. Now we we've started doing on Sundays where we do a more of a blues feel and less of the heavy rock. Mm-hmm. Because by Sunday, everyone's pretty exhausted yeah. and hung over. Yeah. And we found that works really well, though. Fans seem to like it. So when the when the lineup first comes out, they're like, why do we have this band on there? They're not heavy. Well, it's because they're playing on Sunday. Yeah. And trust me, if you've been to rock, you're going to appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I started doing that like three years ago, maybe two or three years ago. And it just really had a good um, response. People mm-hmm. really, they come over, they would... Um, Maybe bring their blood, own Bloody Mary, whatever, their drinks, things to the stage, and just be like, Ugh, and just hear some good blues. So that we're doing that again this year. We've got some really good lineup for Sunday. Well, I'm, kinda, I'm probably giving you too much information, no. but. <laughs> the more information, the better. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wondered, like, say you've got 10 submissions that are great, and mm-hmm. but they're all kind of along the same style or genre of mm-hmm. rock or metal. Do you cut it down to a certain amount? Because I know you guys have a good span, you know, everything from like Framing the Red and Slave by Fear, you know, mm-hmm. it's a pretty wide mm-hmm. gamut of rock. So do you kind of say, well, we can only do a few bands yes. in this uh, style, a few bands in this style? Yes, we absolutely do. We have that set out before we even start. Um, we like to do the heavier metal at, late at night, um, although we have had them in the afternoon. We like to start off with more of a rock thing and then build up to the heavier okay. stuff. Um, on Thursday night, I tend to go pretty pretty light at first. Um, I, I say light. It's still rock. It's yeah. still. But um, here's what's happened with Thursday night. Originally, when we started doing, we always had that party. And it's an official party, you know, of Rockahoma. Rockahoma acknowledges. I'm sure you see that everywhere. It's on all the publicity. Um, what, what did happen was we would put some of the lesser known bands, some of the up-and-coming bands on Thursday night kind of as a uh, an opening to rock instead of on the main days. Well, what started happening was Thursday started becoming the night at our stage. Yeah. And so that was started drawing attention of the bigger bands. So now it's everyone wants Thursday night. When If you get it, well, if you have room on Thursday, that's the night we want because um, that's our biggest night. So that's turned out, that's really kind of flipped on us a little. So I usually start out with usually the early band. Like this year, Grind is kicking it off. They're a great band. Yeah. They're still a newer band. They're still, you know, but they're really trying hard. They're getting a little bit of momentum going. So they're a perfect band to open it up, just kind of kick it off. And then um, it, if you notice, it kind of builds through the night to some of the bigger bands. Well, Framing the Red is one. Uh, well Hung Heart, Nick Nose, um, and a couple of the other bigger bands are playing later in, in the night. And then on the other days, we kind of kick it off. Um, Friday at noon is actually a spot we give away um, to Life Fest. Um, it's a, a cancer benefit that uh, I'm interested in. And so we give them, uh, the winner of their Battle of the Bands gets that noon slot. Yeah. 
And this year it was Troy um, out of Kansas. And then, again, rock, rock, and we kind of build up. But at night, we always have metal bands in the night, always. That's just a given because oh, so we build through the night because I don't know it's something about that late night crowd they like it as hard as it can possibly right. get. <laughs> Mine enemies fall is not with us this year. They played every year for the last few years because they fit that bill perfectly. They fit that late night spot so well. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They're really good. Um, but this year we've got Enslaved by Fear is going to be closing out one night. Severmind's going to be closing out one yeah. night. Um, we got Driver closing out one night, so we're kind of giving some of the local bands that are heavier a little bit more of that spot. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, going going back to like, you know, submitting and the form and doing it properly. I mean, talk a little bit. Like, what advice would you give some bands? Because uh, I mean, <clears throat> I I know exactly what you mean. A lot of bands just forget stuff, and they just I don't know. They just rest on their laurels a little bit. You know, that happens more a and, lot. Yeah. I think that bands don't understand how important it is. That's just an honest statement. Yeah. They're focused on their craft. They're focused on their music and writing and making it sound good. And that's all very important. Obviously, you wouldn't yeah. have any opportunity if you weren't a good band. Yeah, but you got to have all the other stuff, too. Yeah, it's about first impressions, mm -hmm. to be honest. When you send in a submission, make sure you're reading it first. <laughs> Please read it. Because that alone would help with a lot of things. Read the question. What exactly is it asking? Is it asking for a link? Is it asking for... We used to have a form that we did, and it was very specific. But I found that it really didn't matter. It, You know, they just don't read them. Um, but it, you, um, you'd you be shocked. I, Whenever I first... I've been doing this a very long time. You would think that that would be common sense. I'm sending in my resume, which is what it is, to get this job. And you can't... I, we get text talk, like it's all like in text talk, you know what I mean? Like letters oh, and Lord. you're having to decipher it, that comes stuff, in. Yeah. We get it in gangster talk, if you will. <laughs> I hate saying gangster, that's probably not the right term, but do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, street talk. Right. It, and I'm like, really? I mean, it's, and so my suggestion is be professional. You need to present yourself as if you're applying for a job, because you are, you want that job, you want that position. So... Um, always give good sounding links because you might be the best band live, but if the sound and, and the video is bad and these days there's no excuse for that with go phone, go pros and, and I mean, you can get a decent, even your iPhones these days can record really good video and audio. So there's really no excuse for having bad ones. And so but we'll get a lot of cell phone videos that are just is static it's because they don't realize when you're filming a show with a phone you're getting a lot of feedback and reverb and it distorts it on your so what we see is we can't hear what you really sound like because you were probably killing it at that venue but we're hearing nothing but noise and feedback and reverb and you know maybe the highs and not the lows or you know the mix isn't good so my suggestion is make sure your videos are good. If you don't have one, go get one. And live performance, when you're applying to any festival, not just rock, you want to have a live video. And you can send both, a professional video and a live. Because the professional video will show your your craft in a mainstream way. But the live video will show, well, is this what I'm going to see on my stage? Is this what my fans who are coming to my stage are going to see? And then contact info is always important. 
And make sure that the contact info is the actual person that is speaking for your band. Not just your drummer, not just your... And sometimes it is a drummer that speaks for the band. i just saying, make sure it is that person. Because that happens too. We'll get, yeah, give me a call. And I'll call and I'll be like, oh, well, you need to talk to so-and-so. <laughs> if you have a manager and you want your manager to speak for you, make sure that we have that manager's contact information. Most of the bands that we work with these days have managers um, that speak for them. There's a few that, that don't, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't judge on that at all because there's a million reasons to have and not have a manager. I don't care about that. I just need to know who is the one that I speak with. And then, um, let's see, contact, good video. Um, whenever they send in, this is what we've done, so basically your accomplishments, if you will. We get a lot of, we've played with in the list of bands. That's great. You know, if you've opened for bands, that means somebody's paid attention enough to put you on the bill. That's that's important. But let, I mean, I don't need a list of 30. Because what happens is if they play a festival, let's say they played rock, um, someone will get overzealous and say, oh, we opened for Scorpions, we opened for uh Chevelle, we opened for Rob Zombie, we've opened, which is not really the truth. Yeah. So be truthful in it. Um, try not to embellish, if you will. And um, it's better to say, I've played these festivals, than to say, I've opened for Rob Zombie, but he played on Friday and you played on Sunday. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, just we, we got to play Rock Oma. You know, those are important. That's important. Any festival that you play. And it's important that they keep a running list of what they've done, you know. Um, try not to make it really long because when you're going through 800 of them, you don't have time to go through all of that. Bullet point it. Boom. Here's our contact. Here's our band name. Here's where we're from. Here's our how many band members we have. Here's the links to our music. Here's the festivals we've played. And here's some, if there's something big you've done, if you have actually opened for Rob Zombie, of course I want to know that. Um, but, you know, be be truthful and organized. You know, don't send it in. <laughs> and, well, last week, man, we went down to the, down the street. We played for, I'm not kidding, that happens. Or... <laughs> LOL, we played with OMG for, you know, know. that kind of stuff. Oh, you wouldn't believe the stuff we see. Um, Such and such radio station loved us. You should look into it. I got that. That was all it said, really. You should look into it. (laughs) Anyway, so that's another long answer, but I'm kind of soapboxy about it, but it's because I've been doing it so long. I still, to this day, will open up emails and be like, nope, nope. And you got to grab their attention, and I'm not saying that's just for me, even with labels, um, festivals, labels, if you're uh, you're submitting to open for somebody, make it short and sweet, because you got to, if you stand out, they're going to come back to that, because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I suggest, this is not, um, with EBKs, those are very prominent right now. The less work, and this is just the truth, it sucks, but it's the truth. The less work a person has to do to learn about you, the, the more that you're going to stick. For example, if you say, well, we've got, this happens too, we've got like six videos on YouTube, you should check it out. Well, no, have the link there, the, your best too. And so all they got to do is click on it. Because if you say that, I don't have time to go to YouTube, search you out, figure out which six you're talking about, that sort of thing. Make sure your EPK has it. Um, the other thing is some people will send 
um, like reverb, reverb has a, I think they call theirs an RPK, basically the same thing. Um, sometimes it goes into spam if you send it straight oh, no. from a site. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, it goes into your spam, so I never get the submission. If you carefully put your own together and you have it either as an email that when you open the email, your EPK is right there. I have uh, bands I manage, and that's what we do. They're pick, we have it all formatted out. It's their their promo pick with a nice bio with their links and their accomplishments, and boom, it's just right there. If you uh, or you have it set up as one link that they click on and it opens your EPK. If you have to, if I have to download a link, I won't do it. I don't even look at it. I don't download stuff on my computer. A lot of bands will send it as a download, and I won't open those because. These days, you just can't be too careful. So those are my, a few of my suggestions. <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. I talked too much. No, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got to be, think about it. Think about it as if you're opening it. That's what I tell bands. If you were going to open this, let's say you're looking into a label and you want to know about them. If you clicked on it and it's all gibberish talk or abbreviations, do you think they're going to represent you professionally? No. So you're going to move on. I hope. So you're going to move on. Kind of think about what you want to see when you're going somewhere. If Rockahoma was set up that way, would you want to be a part of it? Probably not. Exactly. So that's some advice I give all the musicians <laughs> I work with. They don't always like it, but it's just <laughs> true. Uh, you get a lot of musicians that forget that it is a business. And people that do what I do, we have to look at it that way. We have to look at it from the business side because it is. It's not just music, unfortunately. And... uh you know, Paul McCartney is not going around saying, hey, hire me because I can, you know, I've wrote a million songs. <laughs> He's presenting himself professionally everywhere he goes. It's just a business, unfortunately. So. Well, are, is the entire, like, at yeah, Rocklahoma, the entire mm -hmm. stage filled with only bands that submitted? Or do you handpick any of them? Like, if you see someone that has a following and... We have handpicked, I'm not going to lie, we have handpicked bands before. Um, a lot of that is based off of, well, Well Hung Heart is one. We saw them play, um, this was a few years ago, we saw them somewhere. And have you seen them play before? No. Do not miss them, I'm telling you. She is outstanding on the stage. Outstanding. I saw her play, and I was just blown away how she she could tell. I've seen her do it more than once now. She's played for me at Sturgis and one of our, some of one of our couple of our stages at Sturgis, Rockahoma, a couple other festivals I've done. Um, she has a way of like bringing in a crowd. It'll, there'll be ten people standing there. They will get on stage, and before it's over, she's got hundred to two hundred people standing in front of her. She is amazing, and I thought I want that on my stage. And she, she has never let me down. <laughs> um, so if you get a chance, she, they play on Thursday night this year. If you guys are going to be out there, you should make a point to see them. Okay. Um, there's a couple of others. Same thing. I've seen them somewhere and their stage presence. And not just their stage presence, the whole package. They had the whole package. The look, the sound, the talent, the, the um, ability to just bring in people, which is what we want. Again, we're going to the business side a little bit, but... Uh, I have done that, and it's usually based off an experience like that. Um, you always get people wanting to do you favors. It's I know hundreds and hundreds of bands, if not more than that, and um, across the country. 
And there's always those ones that want you to do them a favor. You know, just, hey, you want to put this on there? Um, I'm really, I always tell them, I will see what I can do, but I'm not making any promises. I don't want to do that because once you start doing that, it it's not good. You kind of get in, in a situation that's more about your favorites than what you need. And that's come up before, too. I don't book my favorite bands. If I did, it would be totally different. <laughs> what's in my CD player or in my uh, earbud is not what's on the stage yeah. a lot of the time. <laughs> it's based on what the festival is and what the sound we are looking for and the stage presence and all that. So no one can accuse me of playing favorites on that. <laughs> now, I will say this. The bands that are managed by Axis or are part of the Axis family, do we do give first look to because it is my stage and it's Axis stage. So bands that um, we work with, we do tend to look at them first. And that's because they're part of the Axis family. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But so it's, that's probably the most, if you want to call it favoritism, yeah. and I don't yeah. call it that. I just, it's part of our, our, our company. So. Well, I've wondered not to just throw any, throw names out there, but one of the best live bands I've ever seen at Rocklahoma is Scattered Hamlet. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen them on Axis, and I just didn't know if that's because they didn't submit. They have just, submitted before. Okay. Um, I know one time it was a conf- it was a scheduling conflict. Uh, I don't, they tend, if I remember right, and I, I could be mistaken, I'm trying to remember what, they, they are more of, more of the 80s hair sound, right? Am I right about that? No, they're like, uh, and then I'm thinking of the wrong band. Outlaw kind of <clears throat> southern kind of, you know. They got beer kegs on stage and I've seen them and stuff. years. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about. I've seen them before in Kansas a long time ago. I don't think it's <laughs> been any uh, conscious choice of not to have them for some reason. Like I said, when we start whittling down, they usually are already playing somewhere out there, and I try not to. If a band's already playing out there, then I don't take them because mm-hmm. we don't. I don't want bands playing all over the place. And they've played the retro stage a few times, I think, and the yeah. the Jaeger stage. So I'm thinking that that's probably why. Because yeah. they were already were playing out there, been picked already, or they've been out there, something like that. Right. Because that's come up. Because there's been a few retrospect bands that have hit me up, more than a few, that want to come over to our stage and play. But, again, you know, it's kind of, it's also being respectful of the other stages out there if they've already got these bands playing you know it's i'm respecting sam and what he's doing so i'm pretty sure that's probably why because i've met them before they've come and said hi and it seems like i've seen them play like i don't know five years ago in kansas they've been together a while right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. so that's probably why for them to be specific well you mentioned earlier like 150 to 200 actually fit Mm -hmm. Have you got anything like completely out there or weird that doesn't even fit this style <laughs> yes. of music? Oh yes. <laughs> like what's yes. the craziest <clears throat> sounding thing you've got? Like or I'm we've gotten electronica. Oh, God. <laughs> we've gotten like EDM. I don't know why. Some people just see festival and go for yeah. it. We've had country submit. We've had um I would say the most out there probably EDM. Um oh we've had a couple of uh for lack of a better word, kind of a circus kind of theme. I don't know what, how, like what you Jim even call Rose style thing? Kind of, like... but a little bit further out. <laughs> okay. um, we've got... A <laughs> There's some, I'm sorry, that we have in our little, uh, if you need a laugh, 
hit file. Oh, I bet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's some that I I will never say who they are, but there's some bands that submit that will. I'm just like, it's kind of like, did you look in the mirror today? Are you serious? <laughs> but there are some that are pretty funny. Um, I don't know if anybody's business oh, out yeah, there, no. but I, I'll just say that we get everything, every kind of genre. Uh, we get a lot, you know, some that are just like Justin Timberlake type style. And I I'm, I respect what he does, but that's not going to fit where we are. Right. <laughs> and I, so, I, yeah, we get everything. And some of, you know, immediately we move on. That does not, <laughs> genre doesn't even fit. You know, we've had DJs submit. Um, wow. Again, I think they see festival and they just go for yeah. it and roll their dice and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> do you have the same, like, do you have a group of people that work with you at all these, like, as far as the stage crew goes? Because we had Steve Murdoch on a long time ago and he mentioned he's helped out there and he said it's always real professional and smooth, yeah. quick on and off. And I'm pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have a, con- a consistent team that does all of our access. Um, we have a core team that does all the major stuff. Um, I have my stage manager, which is Dustin Schultz, and then our production company we work with, hand in hand, is Lava Lounge, and he is out of um, Maysville, Paul's Valley area, but uh, he's outstanding. He comes and does. He's been working with us now for three years, maybe. Um, he now is my number one production team. We I take him to Surges and other places, um, and with that comes his his core crew. And then, of course, our core crew. There's about five of them that uh, I go I go to for everything. That are just you know. And then when we have bigger events, we bring in a few more that we know. But there's a core group that that core group is responsible for helping pick the bands and and uh, set up. And we are extremely professional. Everything is organized very well for the bands. They're given all the information way ahead of time if they would read their emails, and uh, they are informed of everything that's going to happen before it happens. They are informed that, that they must respect the crew and everything else um, and respect the process, you know, and just come out and, you know, because inevitably sometimes there's that one band that will get too drunk and things like that. And we, we've been lucky that everyone, when I've given them basically the standards that I expect, they follow them. I always compare it to a library. If you, if you know you're going to a library, everybody knows you need to keep your voice down and you need yeah. to be respectful. It's the same thing. You know the rules, so respect them. It's that simple. Have a good time. Um, our on-off process, um, our up-downs are extremely fast. Um, we actually have a load-in area, a pre-staging area, stage, and post-stage. So we, when we pre-stage, the drum kit, everything is set up side stage while the other one. My whole thing is I want every man that plays our stage to have the stage themselves. We do not backline with anyone. I want every single band to have the stage themselves and have that experience. We have the projector on the back that has every band's logo, so every band looks the same and professional on the stage. A few have scrims and that sort of thing, but we try to make it an even flow so you don't have one that's just outlasting the other sort of thing. Um, So once they... They know how long their sets are, they're timed, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, we, once in a while we have one that tries to go over and we have to just cut it, and that's just, you have to, yeah. because it's not fair to the next band or whatever. So they're ready, we have everyone ready to go, and we immediately, they, we've got some that are pulling the mics off and moving to the side, and then these 
No one's allowed to break down on stage. The bands are told that immediately. Because a lot of times when you go to shows, you see the band will break down on stage. They start pulling the kit down and they start. We don't do that. That's what post-staging is for. So we pre-stage, get everything ready. We pop everything up. Um, and as that band's playing, this band is taking everything down on the side stage. So we are able to do 10 minute, 10 to 15 minute. Because uh, you don't want to lose your crowd. Crowd is not going to sit there and wait for the next band to set up unless they really want to see them. So yeah. we really are, I'm, I'm very, very particular about making sure that gets done. And it, it works really well. Yeah. The up downs are really fast. So, yeah. So you out there from beginning to end personally? Yes. Uh, we will be out there. We actually start out there on Tuesday. Um, we actually build a production from the ground up. So, um, it's a very long process because Again, I'm very tedious. <laughs> My crew will tell you. Um, I'm so picky that, you know, if I, I'll tell you a quick story. Last year, I had to run to town to do something. I come back and they had the trusses up and the banner up, but the banner was askew a little, like maybe a foot. <laughs> and I walk up and my head production guy, Blake, he goes, what do you think? And I said, no, they're going to have to climb up there and move that over. He said, I knew you were going to say that. I said, then why did you wait? <laughs> he said, because I wanted you to be the bad guy. <laughs> but it's it's all about it, those little details, though, matter. When you're taking a picture and it's askew a little bit, it looks bad, it looks unprofessional, it looks like you didn't care. Um, that's a very little thing. There's a lot more things that go on. But we go out there on Tuesday, we start setting everything up, and then... We have everything done and ready to roll by Wednesday evening. That's the goal. And that way, if there's anything that we need to go get, and, you know, if we need zip ties or maybe a mic goes out or a cord, you need a cord anything we need, we, we're going to know Wednesday night what we need. And then if those problems arise, we have, you know, our stage starts at 6 o'clock on Thursday. We have Wednesday morning to, or Thursday morning to run if we need or whatever. Usually Wednesday night, you'll see our crew is out there kind of chilling with Calm before the storm, if you will. Playing with the sound, playing with the lights, playing with the fog, all that stuff. Kind of getting the best look that we all love kind of thing. So then we're there through th Monday night. Uh, we're there a good 24 hours after everybody else leaves. Wow. Taking everything. We're exhausted. <clears throat> yeah, do you sleep at all? <laughs> no, there's not much sleep. Because our stage um, starts every day at noon, but load-in starts at 10 a.m. Um, and then we're not done until around three thirty or so wow. yeah. in the morning. So, and again, another thing that I'm particular about is I want everything before everybody can call it a night. You know, we got to pull the trusses down and I want trash picked up. I want everything looking nice for the next morning. So we're usually hitting the rack around four, four thirty AM. And then we're up for breakfast by nine. Cause I do uh, crew meetings at breakfast. So do the math. Yeah. We don't sleep. <laughs> A lot of Red Bull. Or Monster. I'm supposed to say Monster. Sorry. <laughs> it's right. Monster out there, not Red Bull. <laughs> well, you mentioned Mike's going out. Have you had any technical issues like once the festival started? Do yes. you have stuff on hand? Yes. Like um, we always have backup stuff. Always have backup cores, mics, batteries. You won't believe how many bands show up without... <laughs> no, They don't have their capo. They don't have their 9-volt batteries. They don't have strings. They don't have, uh, or backup strings, or sometimes strings. They don't have, we've actually had someone forget their guitar. <laughs> um, so, I have a band bag that I put together years ago. In my little band bag is duct tape, 9-volt batteries, band-aids, uh, guitar strings, 
a drum key, um, a capo, uh, wire cutters, sharpies, all uh, uh, emergency. If you you know, I'm talking about the little yeah. packages for oh, hangovers, yeah. <laughs> uh, aspirin, band aids, all these things, these little things that always are needed that yeah. we have. But yes, we have uh, you know, we even have a backup board. Um, in case the board goes out for some reason, he brings another board out, um, for the soundboard. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have everything backed up. That's great. Yeah. Every once in a while, someone will get past us though. I'll be like, are you kidding me? And we have to run into town, uh, and grab something. I think one time we had to run to guitar center for something, but, uh, we've actually had them deliver stuff to us before. They'll yeah. do that. But that's rare. Usually we're we're prepared. We've done them a long time now. So um, if we have if we do have to go get something, it's something rare that to ha- doesn't normally happen. We have had to go get more tarps before in Sturgis because the rain is. It's a whole different world up there. Oh, oh the rain is. Yeah. It's not just rain. It's like pellets and uh, <laughs> hail and strong winds. It's like our their normal storms are our bad storms here. Because they come out of the mountains. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so. But yes, I'm giving long answers. I'm so sorry. No, I should be just saying, yes, we do. No. no, we've had some interviews where people say, yes, we do. And it's like, well, well we have <laughs> But yeah. you mentioned Sturgis. That was one of our questions. Like, how did you get involved with that? Or had you been up there before you? This is our, no, I hadn't. <laughs> well, that's a whole different, that's our Oklahoma on steroids. Um... <laughs> It's a totally different genre of music, for one. It's uh, I got involved with that about, this will be our third year. Uh, a few years ago, I got a call from someone who had seen what we did at Rock, um, wanted to know if, if, if uh, I could help out with a few bands up there, whatever. And uh, basically, that turned into, that's a whole other story, but basically what that turned into is I went up there with just a few bands, didn't have anything to do with production or staging, and kind of introduced myself to them and were there for the week because it's a nine-day festival. Last year, we ended up uh, doing production for two stages, and um, we I actually brought a DJ up for their uh, little VIP club they have and uh, just kind of developed a relationship and showed what we were we could do and now this year we have four stages wow. and that's their four main we have and we help put bands on main stage too. So we have bands on main stage, plus we have four stages we put production on, plus we have bands on all those stages. So it's a huge ordeal. We're gone. It's a, it's a two-day drive up there with all the gear, and then a day or two to put set up, wow. then a nine-day festival, day or so to take down, and two-day trip back. So it's it's a long time. Is it's, that one a selection process, like submittal as well? Or you just it's a little different. That one? Um, that one, they do some submission but it's become more of a, because of the genre, they like blues, classic yeah. rock, some rock they like, um, they don't want hard rock, um, even though you might, they might have, you know, I think we have Three Doors Down, and I keep saying Chevelle, but that's Rock, Oklahoma. I start getting mixed up, but we do, they do have some harder bands that are on, uh, Five Figure Death Punch was on there, so you would think they would, Want, but with the but the showcase stages is what they call them. People they just don't respond well to the harder rock. They just don't. 
And a lot of the bikers up there, it's not bikers, if you will. It's more, I mean, there are biker gangs and things like that. But to me, my experience has been, it's a lot of people who absolutely love their bikes. But, you know, they might be doctors and lawyers during the week. Um, there's a lot of that. So there's yeah. a lot of money up there. Um, and then there's just your diehard bikers who are just good old, good old guys that just, they love their bikes. They come up there and hang out. But there's never, I've never seen like Hell's Angels, I mean, Hell's Angels is there, but not the way you see it on Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, last year, there was 1.2 million people there. Wow. Um, it was their, their, uh, it was Sturt, not, we are, we are affiliated with Buffalo Chip, which is the biggest venue out there. Um, Sturgis itself, it was their 75th anniversary. Well, this year, it's Buffalo Chip's 35th anniversary. Yeah. And Rockahoma's tent, so it's a little bit more high profile this year. So, yeah. how's it? Uh, I'm sure you're juggling both kind of at the it's, same time because that's probably what in August, I think it is. Yeah. It's uh, I believe it starts August seventh this year. Wow. It's usually the first or second week in August. And so is that something that you're trying to deal with at the same time you're dealing mm-hmm. with Rockahoma? Yes. Or is it like May 31st? It's like full on. No, we've been working. We've been. I usually start working on Rockahoma in um, October, November. And then we start working on Sturgis usually in January. Okay. Um, so right now is very hard because it, I'm so hardcore on rock that things are coming in for Sturgis that I'm like, I, you're going to have to give me a week. Give me one <laughs> week. Um, we are juggling some lineup issues at Sturgis, so I can't do that. I'm, ha- I'm literally having to do both right now. So it gets a little, I start to mix them up a little. I have to be like, okay, wait, let me think. Let me get in the right zone. Are we on Rockahoma zone? Are we in, you know, and I have to pull out my, I'm very organized, pull out my paperwork. and. But um, Sturgis is a, is a totally different animal. Um, Rockahoma is a more corporate event. It's AEG. It's, it's, you know, more corporate. Sturgis with Buffalo Chip is, it's a family that owns it. It's a lot less corporate. There aren't as many rules as far as sponsorships and things because they want everything. Just bring it. You know, <laughs> where with Rockahoma, it's just, it's just different. It's not, neither one's better than the other. It's just a different way of handling things. So the process is different. So I literally have to flip a switch when I'm doing it. But like it's just, we have, it's a different, it's all different genres. We have, um, Kid Rock, uh, Three Doors Down, Miranda Lambert, Weird Al Yankovic's coming, <laughs> Leonard Skinner, Leon Russell's going to come up there with us. Um, so there's, yeah. it's different. It's very eclectic group. So, and rock home is just rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. Well, so what got you into this business in the first place? I've been doing it for 12 years. Uh, give or take. Maybe 13. Uh, it's just, it's a weird story. I didn't start out doing this. I've come from a musical family, but. Um, I actually have a whole, you know, I have my master's and doctorate in something totally different. And I was working and uh, someone who worked for me came up one day and said, you're so good with people. Do you mind uh, making a couple of phone calls for me for my music? And I thought, sure, I'll do that. Why not? Sounds fun. So I did it. And six months later, I'm in New York City and I'm sitting in Capitol Records and Universal Records and a couple others. And I thought, kind of like this. So I started doing it as a hobby. And then about, I don't know, maybe six months after that, decided that I wanted to open the company. I had a partner at that time. 
and um, we started doing stuff. And again, it was kind of on the side. I was just, I was still doing my daily stuff. You know, I'm a mom and had was raising kids, and but I just kind of did it on the side. Well, then it just kept growing, and then uh, Oklahoma came. Well, Universal first came along, and then and then Oklahoma, and then Rockham, and then that just kept opening other doors, and it just kept growing, and then. Up until about a year ago, I was trying to juggle both careers, but then it just, I decided to start doing it full time, so. That's very much a nutshell, but that's yeah. pretty much, there's a whole bunch that happened, but yeah. that's kind of the the gist of it. It just grew over time, and yeah. I have a passion for it. I love it. I have my lows, just like anybody else, <clears throat> but, you know, it, it sometimes becomes too much of a job that it, then the fun gets sucked out of it a lot. Yeah. I get a lot of haters. That's hard to deal with. Yeah. I've seen that online. I mean, I never really knew why, but I've just seen the... I get it. The comments, you know. It's usually something... I've even had haters that I've never even met that don't even know what... I'll be like, where did this come from? I don't even know what they're talking about. That happens. I have no clue what they're talking about. Or I get, you know, because I didn't... You know, I'm, I play favorites or I, I don't know. I hear all kinds of things. It's like, no, there's a whole process here. Yeah. And and I hope that, you know, all the bands that play for me know that, you know, I feel that there's more positive than negative, but I do get the hate mail sometimes. <laughs> I get some pretty bad hate mail sometimes. Very wow. aggressive. I'll just hit delete. I do. <laughs> I do. I get, you know, it, I, I won't go into all that, but let's just say that. Whenever people are acting like that, that's probably one of the reasons you're not working with me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to behave that way, then I made the right decision. That's how I feel about it. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and everybody's going to have disagreements and things like that. But yeah. That yeah. I don't like. That's one part <laughs> I don't like. I want to make everyone happy all the time. There you go. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Well, promoting shows is one of those things where you always think about it. You know, as a fan of music, that'd be awesome. But I always imagine that it's probably, you know, you said it's fun Can a lot be. of the times. But it's like, is it more stressful than it is fun? It's way more stressful. Yeah, I wow. mean, yeah. you're obviously still doing it, so. The high, must, I have changed the it, way you know? that I do it. Um, and it used to be that I was way more, um, I, how do you put it, I, able to reach me easier or accessible. I was a lot more accessible. Um and I would kind of like, everybody, I can't, I learned the hard way. It doesn't work that way. I wanted to be the, the one that was unlike any other company. I gave everybody a chance. Let's try. It does, it, it really doesn't work. That yeah. I, it, it hurt so bad. I lost a lot of money and personal money and, uh, bands just don't get it. I mean, they, it, it is very heartbreaking to see a band say, you should be picking us because we're the good and we're local. We're in your own hometown. Well, okay, but <laughs> just because of your geological, you know, how, why does that affect what we're doing with music? I mean, it shouldn't. I guess, I don't know. It goes both ways. You want to look at your hometown first, and I want to be supportive of my hometown, but I've learned that you'll start supporting this band. There's so much hate. It's a rivalry that then you, oh, you're favoring that band over us. Well, no. I stopped going to shows on a personal level altogether. I've stopped a lot of things personally because of bands. Because if I go to band, do things on a personal level, if I post on it or anything, I get hate mail that I'm favoring that band because I went to watch them play. Yeah. Or 
um, what kind of music are you listening to? Or you don't that? Why are you doing Rockahoma if you're listening to, you know, Harry Connick Jr.? Well, because it's a business. Yeah. So I get a lot of I I get approached a lot in public, and I've had people downright cuss me out in public because wow. I didn't choose their band for something. So I don't even go out much anymore. Wow, that's crazy. People are very passionate about what they do. But when they do those things, I, I, I just want to say, what makes you think this behavior you know? yeah. is going to yeah, make exactly. you, me change my mind or yeah. whatever? So, I don't know. I know in my heart what I do and how I do it. And everybody has a bad day. And I've had a few. And I'm entitled to those bad days. I don't always, I'm not always 100% right. <clears throat> but it is a company I built. Just like they build their bands. And they choose their band members. And they choose what instruments they're going to play. Yeah. And they choose what genre they're going to play. I have the right to choose. These are the bands I'm going to support. This is the genres I enjoy. These are the festivals I'm going to do. Um, just like anyone else. Yeah. And, and if you didn't, you know, if, if you didn't do it your way, how you wanted to do it, you probably wouldn't be where you're at now. Yeah. You know? So I kind of try to twist it to them that way. Think about it like your band. This is yeah. my band. I'm choosing my crew members. I'm choosing which genre I want to be. I'm choosing which festivals, just like you do. But because my is different than yours, doesn't make me wrong. <laughs> but I have learned that people don't, they only remember bad things. They never remember yeah, good right. things. You could, I, you could do it right for 10 years straight and one week or one festival goes bad and then suddenly you're this horrible person. Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> okay. But anyway. That's a down note. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's good. I love music. I love... Nothing makes me happier. This is... I'll tell you what keeps me going. The thing that keeps me going and keeps me doing these things is when I can make that phone call that says, um, would you like to join us at Rocklahoma? And on the other hand, we those are our crew wants to be in on this. So I just put it on speakerphone because they want to hear it too. Yeah. And you hear, are you serious? Oh my God, yes, yes. Oh, can I call you back? I need to call the band. Or, you know, though you're hearing someone's dream or someone's something someone wanted really bad come true. Mm -hmm. And you were a part of that. Yeah. It's amazing. And when you can promote and get them on, you know, a national website, you know, I'm using Rockland because that's what we're talking about for the most here, but any of them, Surges or any of them, when you can pair them with bands or you get a band that can open at Cane's. And they're like, thank you so much. It's a dream come true. I've always wanted to play Kane's Ballroom. Yeah. That's why I keep doing it. And fortunately, there's a lot more no's to get to the yeses. Yeah. And uh, I tell bands, for every hundred emails I send out, I might get one response. Not one yes, one response. Then I have to really mold that response into the yes. Yeah. doesn't work. So imagine how many emails I have to do to get those yeses. It is very time consuming and very, very difficult because it's, uh, especially early on, I was always no. I had to prove myself. I had to show what I could do, just like a band does. You've got to show us what you can do. And now, fortunately, I'm blessed that these connections I've made over the last 10 years have developed into relationships where I can now make a phone call and say, hey, I've got a band coming through your city. Can we get them on the bill? And I get more yeses than noes based just on my credibility. And then they'll be, well, what band is it? Great. Put them on there. We'll check them out later. That doesn't always happen, but I've earned those stripes. And so that keeps me going, like being able to tell a band, okay, you want, let's see what we can do. Now, when I still have to tell a band no, <laughs> it sucks. 
<laughs> no, it didn't work out this time. No, you're not going to get to go open for the band. Or no, you know. Yeah. It, it still happens all the time. Yeah. So. Just part of it. It is. <laughs> it is. It's not easy. So, like I say, for every hundred emails I get, I get one response, maybe. Even me now. I mean, I didn't mean to say it that way. But even after all these years, yeah. that's the way I meant it. I still get that sometimes. So when bands are out shopping their stuff, it's not personal. It's it's about, I always say it's the band that's persistent and doesn't give up. Because after years of grinding and being on tour and going on the road and getting your name out there, then you get those few yeses start to come in. and Because we have lots of bands that will play, well, we can't get a gig out of town. We can't get a paying gig out of town. Well, because they don't know who you are. You're going into their market. You know, you gotta you gotta grind, and it sucks. The grind is hard, but we see it every day, all the time. I still grind all the time, <laughs> all the time. But Rocklahoma is gonna be great this year. It's gonna be fun. Access stage. I'm very proud of all of our bands on there. It's it's gonna be amazing. Uh, we do have one lineup change that we'll be talking about uh, probably tomorrow. Um, that we'll be putting out there. Uh, uh, I don't know when, when is this going to air? Thursday, I think. Oh, well, I can say it then. Um, we unfortunately, due to some very unfortunate circumstances, as above, so below, will not be performing on our stage. We have had to withdraw that offer. So um, we will be moving a band in that slot uh, soon. Cool. So. So that will, it may be a band that we've reached out to a couple, unfortunately, with it just being two weeks away, less than two weeks, really, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, um, it's like a week and a half. Yeah. Almost. Finding a band that can fill in at such a late notice is harder than you think because yeah. they've already made plans or their families are doing Memorial Day or something. Yeah, yeah. But I think we have a band that's going to be filling in the slot. So cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last band on Sunday night, right? Yes. So that'd be a good spot for someone. It's yeah. a great spot. Um, yeah, it's it's very unfortunate situation. That is, I don't know if you are aware of this, but C.J. Pierce from Drowning Pool, okay. he's in that band. It's yeah. his brother's band, I believe, mm-hmm. and he was in it. But um, something came up that we just had to withdraw our offer. So that's we will leave that. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's still gonna be a great party. We have some great bands. Some of the local bands, of course, we got Driver, Severmind, Enslaved by Fear, Grind. Um, Dirtbox Wellers is going to, and Vox Squadron, there are two of our bluesy bands that are going to be playing on Sunday. Uh, the Brothers Moore is also a local band. They're going to be playing on Sunday. Again, yeah. Sunday morning, like I said, we do the lighter, more chill kind of stuff. Um, let's see. Who am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting someone. Nick Nose. Nick Nose is coming <laughs> from Oklahoma City. Uh, Swag Panther from Stillwater. Um, who else? I can tell you more. There's, there's a lot of good bands. And Kansas City bands, which is really close to us. You've got uh, Drek is yeah, coming yeah. back. They have a huge following here. They've been buddies of mine for a minute. They've done a lot of stuff for me and, and played for me on, on multiple yeah. things and done really well. Uh, Roots of Thought, who is also a more low-key rock band, but they're out of Tulsa as well. And uh, let's see. Even the Dogs. Yeah. They're a metal band that plays here. They're uh, really good. They're going to be ending our party on Thursday night. They're kind of the metal band that's going to be doing it that night. Octave Jaw is out of Oklahoma City. Okay, yeah. They're more of a chill rock band. Uh, Locust Grove is out of Oklahoma City. They're oh, a newer right. band. Um, Zane Smith from Antimortem. It's his new band. Yeah. 
um, they're playing, and uh, I think that's all of the local ones. So, and then some of our favorites, like Well Hung Heart, yeah. is coming back. Stolen Roads. If you haven't seen them, they're amazing. They're more just straight rock. Yeah. They're not really have you know metal or anything. Arson City's coming back. They're doing really well. A lot of these bands are doing a lot of national stuff. They're mm -hmm. touring. I think Stolen Roads is getting ready to go to Europe. Um, they're winning awards all over the place. Screaming for Silence has been winning awards hand over fist. Arson City just won a huge deal where they're going to be playing at the Hard Rock in Vegas headline in there. So there's like a, they're all doing a lot of big things to bring yeah. attention to themselves in the stage. So we're proud to have them. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So I hope everybody comes. Thursday night's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Big party. Sure. That's the awesome night to come. <laughs> we'll be there. We'll Good. I'll have to come say hi and, and meet the bands. And oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. We got some good ones. I'm, yeah. don't, I'm telling you, do not miss Welcome Heart if you haven't seen her. Right. She will blow your mind. Okay. We'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Nick Nose real quick. Okay. Like, isn't that one of your guys' Yes. Bands? It's one of our bands. Yes. And I noticed they're playing G-Fest as well in Muskogee. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's really... I mean, they've got the sound, obviously, that goes both ways, and I thought mm -hmm. that's really, you probably can't think of another band that could They're play very Rock, versatile. Oklahoma, yeah. And G-Fest. They're playing Mayfest, Hopfest, G-Fest, uh, Sturgis, Rocklahoma, Doverfest, uh, there's a couple others, and they are able to, because they can do anything from Led Zeppelin style yeah. to more of a classic rock kind of thing, all the way up to just in your face rock, yeah. and their stage presence is amazing. I don't have have you had a chance to see them? No. They play, they're uh, playing after Well Hung Heart. I think I've got Framing the Red, Well Hung Heart, Emperors, Emperors and Elephants, and Nick Nose kind of in a block together. Wow. So that block right there is going to kill it. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, but yeah, they're really versatile. They're doing a lot of stuff. I've had them on tour on the East Coast. They're going to be going back that way in September. Um, they just released a new album. I've got them down in Texas. They're, they're doing, I've got those boys very busy. They're doing <laughs> tons of stuff. But yeah, they're one of the few bands that can do that. Uh, Stolen Roads is another one that can do that. They play with Marshall Tucker all the time, Blackberry Smoke, um, Government Mule. They do a lot of yeah. stuff in that area. And then they can come to rock and just rock it out. But yeah. that is a very rare quality to be able to do that. A lot of bands are real strict to their genre. They only want, you know, metal to me is the hardest genre because they are so strict about we only can do metal, nothing yeah. else. And they yeah. won't come down off of that. Yeah, so, a lot of rules. <laughs> yeah, and so it's very difficult to put a metal band on tour. I don't know if you realize this, but there's not a whole lot of metal venues um, out there. But. Uh, so yeah, I think this is doing really well. I'm proud of them. Cool. They're hardworking boys. Very, uh, very dedicated. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll say that. Very dedicated. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But do you work with, uh, other festivals on a regular basis besides Rock Lemon and Sturgis? Um, I just team up with a few at just, Center of the Universe. We were doing some stuff with them. Obviously they're not having it this yeah. year. Um, uh, G Fest, I've been able to help a little, you know, okay. just basically with booking bands more than anything. Um, okay. as far as production and stuff, Rocklahoma and Sturgis are two major ones. They're, you know, they take up lots of time. Uh, we did Midnight Fire last year. I'm not sure if we're going to do that again. Um, but there's, there are others we get involved with. Um, we're in talks with Scott Fest about doing some stuff with them. So we do different genres and different things. It's just about our crew and professionals and production and music. It's yeah. all about the music, no matter what genre it is. Yeah. I love it all. If it's good, it's good. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah I, I even like country. <laughs> nice. Well, so. you got anything else? I don't think that's it. Oh, thank Appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's perfect. Time.
There you go, Sunshine Seawright of Axis Entertainment. Thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk with us. Thought it was great, and like we talked about earlier, a lot of great, great advice for bands. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, upcoming bands, you know, listen to this stuff. I mean, really take it to heart because uh, this is what's going to help you out uh, big time. Uh, and you know, it was a <clears throat> great conversation and uh, a lot of a lot of great insight. And you know, I like these kind of uh, behind the scenes you know, talks about how, how the stuff works, you know, and they, they put so much hard work and lose a lot of sleep and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, good stuff. Yeah. We, if, if you enjoy that kind of behind the scenes thing way back, we had an episode with Steve Murdoch who runs Murdoch Productions yeah, in Tulsa. That's another great one. Yeah. And he's same way. He had a lot of good advice for bands and stuff too, just coming from, you know, your average uh, weekly show standpoint as well not trying to get on a festival like this but you know exactly. he's worked all facets of it as well so that's another great one and we're we've got plans to talk to sam mccaslin from retrospect records <coughs> while we're out at rocklahoma and he's been putting on the stage in rocklahoma now for nine years so i'm sure he'll have a ton of stuff to say so be on the lookout for that one as well yeah that'll be a good one and if you if you're listening, you enjoy what you've heard, like we said, check us out on soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. We've got 63 other episodes. I mentioned Shooter Jennings earlier. We had one with him. We've had one with guys from Warrant, former members of Overkill, Down, COC, Crowbar, Sons of Texas, Battlecross, Insight, Street Dogs. Caroline Spine. It goes on and on. Yeah. ton of bands that play in Rocklahoma, like Dead Metal Society and even the Dogs and Blackwater Rebellion and Driver. Severmind. Severmind. Yeah. So, yeah, just dig back in there. Check it out. We're online at thethunderunderground.com. We're on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is T-H-N-D-R-U-N-D-R-Ground. Well, we good to go here? I think we are. All right. Well, until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.